This week on Let's Talk About Mental Health, I'm talking about hope and why it's probably the most important part of good mental health and well-being. So let's get talking. This is Let's Talk About Mental Health, a weekly podcast about mental health and well-being hosted by Jeremy Godwin. Let's talk about mental health. Because the more we talk about it, the easier it gets. Hello and welcome to episode 17 of Let's Talk About Mental Health, the weekly podcast full of practical advice for improving and maintaining your mental health and well-being. I'm Jeremy Godwin. Thank you very much for joining me. This week's episode is Let's Talk About Hope. I'll be talking about what hope is, why it's so important for good mental health and well-being, and what to do if you're struggling to find or maintain hope. So let's talk. Hope is the foundation of good mental health and well-being. It's the thing that pushes us forwards, the belief that things can improve with time and effort. So when you're struggling with feelings of hopelessness, it can seem like nothing will ever get better, and quite often that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Today I'm going to talk about different ways to improve and maintain your sense of hope. But let me say that there is no magic pill that you can just swallow. It's still going to take you to do the work. Even if all you can manage at the moment is 5 minutes every day to do one of the things that I'm going to suggest a little bit later on, that's a great place to start. And I promise you that if you stick to it and build on that, over time things will get better. And isn't that something to be hopeful for? So, what is hope and why does it matter? Hope is the belief that things can and will get better. Hope is what gets you out of bed each day and is what makes you want to put one foot in front of the other, to keep on going. It's the dream of a brighter tomorrow and a life of satisfaction in a world that's even just a little bit better than it was yesterday. Which is why it's so horrible and painful when you find yourself struggling to maintain or even find hope. Without a sense of hope, it can seem almost impossible to change a life or overcome difficult situations, and that feeling of hopelessness can often be a symptom of ongoing mood disorders like depression. First, let's be clear that no situation is hopeless. When cities across the United Kingdom were being reduced to dust and rubble during the Blitz in World War II, the situation was definitely difficult, and many suffered, but it wasn't hopeless. Because for something to be hopeless, the chance of victory has to be zero. In that example, we know that the UK not only survived the Blitz, but went on to win the war along with its allies. In the words of American playwright Claire Booth Luce, there are no hopeless situations. There are only those who have grown hopeless about them. Things are nowhere near as bad as what our minds can make them out to be. If you think things are worse today than they were 10, 20, 30 years ago, you're wrong. In general, society is a lot more tolerant and there are much greater freedoms than we ever had before. And there's a greater recognition of the need to spread kindness and positivity in the world, if that's what we each want to attract into our own lives. The problem is that a small number of negative people have loud voices and have platforms that allow them to spread hatred. And so it's up to each of us to block out that noise and instead to focus on our own contributions to the world because that's where hope comes in. 
I think a lot of us end up with this collective anxiety around the bad stuff that goes on in the world. And instead of doing something to change it, we can become overwhelmed by it. No situation is hopeless, not your individual circumstances, and certainly not the challenges that we face in our world. It just takes hope, and for each of us to make positive contributions to the world. Hope plays an enormous role in good mental health and well-being, because without hope, it can be challenging to find the strength to go on. When you're struggling to find hope, or if you're feeling hopelessness and despair, it can lead to a vicious cycle of creating more hopelessness, more despair. In a minute, we'll talk about things that you can do to feel more hopeful. But first, let's talk about the linkage between hope and mental health. There's a 2017 research paper, which I'll include the link to in the transcript. And in it, it noted, hope underpins the recovery process of mental illness, as recovery depends on the notion that a patient desires to get better. And whether you're experiencing mental illness, or if you're just looking to maintain good mental health, hope is an area for us to work through that is going to be absolutely fundamental to good mental health and well-being. One of the biggest things that I worked through in therapy back in 2012, when I was struggling through the worst of my depression and anxiety, was my sense of hope. Because it's critical to see that a better future is possible. If you're finding it difficult to muster up any sense of hope, then this podcast might be a good start for you. But you need to go and talk to someone to work through those feelings, whether that's a therapist or a coach or just someone that you feel comfortable talking with. Because if you let that go on for too long, then it's going to be hard to find your way back to a place of being able to enjoy all that life has to offer. And quite frankly, it's really dangerous for your long-term mental health. So get off your butt and talk to someone now. There are plenty of things that you can do to build your sense of hopefulness. But as with all things related to mental health and well-being, there's no quick fix because these things take time and they take effort. It all comes down to making the choice to do something about the way that you might be feeling. Nobody can make that choice for you, but you. It is possible, but it won't just happen because you want it to. It takes conscious effort. So, how do you do that? How do you find and maintain hope? Let's get into the good stuff, the how-to. Let me talk through some specific points to help you. First, explore why. Now, I think I start pretty much every how-to section of this podcast by talking about the importance of working out why you might be struggling in a particular area. Why do I do that? Because understanding yourself is the most absolute basic foundation of your mental health and well-being. How can you make changes for the better and sustain them unless you know what's going on deep inside? I've talked about this in multiple episodes before. Probably the main one would be the episode about baggage where I really get into that. I'll put some links in the transcript as well to previous episodes that include some practical advice on how to work through the why stuff. But there are lots of different things that you can do. Start by speaking to somebody who can guide you through. I think that serious trauma and hopelessness need a highly qualified professional. And in the newsletter that I just sent out on Friday, which was issue 16, I shared an article which gave tips for finding someone that you feel comfortable enough to work with. So again, I'll put the link in the transcript to that or just have a look at newsletter issue 16. Or if you don't want to go to the point of working with a therapist, you can also find a coach to work through or someone that you feel comfortable with. 
Once you've spent a bit of time understanding why you're feeling the way that you're feeling, the next piece is around mindset. And I talk about mindset a lot. Your mindset is a choice, whether you know that consciously or not. So if you are feeling hopeless, you actually have the power to make a choice, to look for hope, to look for the good in things. Now that's easier said than done. Even if it's something as simple as feeling hopeful when your cat comes and lays next to you when you're feeling sad, or being able to laugh at your favorite TV show or movie, or being excited for that new TV show that you've been looking forward to. Your mindset is a choice. And that's a concept that is very hard to accept when you're in the depths of despair. And it's certainly not easy to change it, but you can change it. I've done it, and so can you. When I was so depressed and anxious that I couldn't function, and I didn't want to go on anymore, I pushed myself to do one small thing each day that I enjoyed, no matter how tiny it might have been. Once that became a habit, I pushed it to two, and so on and so forth. Even the choice to do little things can bring you hope if you're finding it to be lacking. Another point, and this fits in with mindset as well, but it's about gaining some perspective. What do I mean by that? Well, this might sound really cliched, but it's also true. You have survived 100% of your bad days so far, and that's a pretty amazing statistic. Think of those times in the past where you thought that you couldn't get through something. You did. And if you're struggling now, know that this too will pass. Breathe and take it one step at a time, one day at a time. Another piece around mindset is choosing to seek satisfaction rather than chasing happiness. Now, what do I mean by that? I've talked about this a lot in my podcast episodes, and I'm going to keep on talking about it a lot more. Happiness is not a permanent state, and it never will be. We are taught to seek happiness, but since it's a fleeting emotion, we then find ourselves chasing it. It's like a drug addict always chasing that first high but never being able to repeat it. If you focus on being as satisfied with your life as possible by doing work that feels meaningful and purposeful, by being around people whose company you enjoy, by removing yourself from negative relationships and situations, by being kind and giving more than you take from the world so that you can leave it even just a little bit better than you found it. If you make those choices, you will increase your overall life satisfaction and then happiness and contentment will occur more frequently as a byproduct of satisfaction. Being happy is fantastic. Being satisfied is even better because it will last longer. It took me a very long time and far too much money to realize that. And I'm glad that I did. I'm 10 times happier now living in a little house in the country in a small town than I ever was when I was earning six figures and living in the inner city because I am more satisfied with what I'm doing with my life and that in turn serves to make me feel even more hopeful about what is to come. Another strategy for improving your sense of hopefulness is to do what you can. If you're struggling and the best that you can manage today is to have a shower or take out the garbage, then good on you. Even small actions have a monumental impact because they help us to push past the sense of apathy and inertia that can accompany severe feelings of hopelessness. Do what you can and take things one day at a time. 
On that note, another tip is to set small goals and milestones. If you're struggling to feel hopeful, this might not be the time to tie all of your desires up into an enormous goal that might take you two, three, four years to achieve. Instead, focus on small goals and celebrate every win along the way. I'm talking here about goals that are measured in days, or at most, weeks. It could be finishing that article that you want to write, or doing that bit of DIY around the house, or reading one book a month that inspires you, or setting up one catch-up with a different friend every fortnight and sticking to it. Set small goals and milestones. There's an expression which is, don't try to boil the ocean, and if you've never heard that before, you might be thinking, what the hell is he talking about? What it means is, if you were to try to boil all of the water in the entire ocean, you would be at it for centuries and you still wouldn't make any progress. But if you were to take a small amount of water, a cup or two cups worth of water, you can boil that quite quickly because it's a much smaller bite-sized chunk. If you're struggling with feeling hopeful, then chasing after enormous goals is potentially going to make it more challenging for you. If you focus on small goals and milestones, it's going to show you that there is progress that is being made and you will feel more inspired and more motivated to keep going. Speaking of small things, but in a different context, don't let the small stuff control you. We can often get caught up focusing on the little things that really don't matter in the long run. The next time you're feeling hopeless about a specific situation or event, ask yourself, Will this matter in five years' time? And if you think that it will, ask yourself, will it really? I don't remember most of the things from five or ten years ago that I thought were the absolute end of the world at the time. And the things that I do remember, the bigger things like the crippling depression and anxiety, the financial troubles, the feeling lost and without purpose, all of that stuff, Those are all the things that I now know helped to push me towards a much better place in my life than I have ever been before. The small stuff is just that, small stuff. So don't get caught up in drama and all the other crap that goes on around you. Choose to focus on stuff that is in line with your goals and which is in the best interest of your mental health and well-being. Let everything else be water off a duck's back. Now this one might go without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. Surround yourself with positive people. This one is pretty straightforward. If you spend most of your time with negative people, that bad energy will rub off on you sooner or later. Choose to be around people who support you and who nurture you, and remove people from your life who don't treat you with respect. It's hard to maintain hope when people are sucking the life out of you, So choosing to pursue only positive relationships will directly impact on your sense of hopefulness and positivity. Speaking of relationships with other people, a good suggestion is to actually speak to older people. Talk to relatives, family, friends, neighbours and find out about their lives. And if you're close enough, then find out about times that they might have felt hopeless and how they got through it. Our elders have a lot to teach us if we just take the time to listen. My grandmother and step-grandfather, both of whom have long passed, were an amazingly kind couple, and I still treasure the story of their past together. My nan's husband, my biological grandfather, was a POW in World War II on the Burma Railway, and he died there. And that meant at the end of the war, she was left raising three young boys on her own. 
The man who came to tell her about my grandfather's demise knew him from the war. And so for him, it was a deeply personal task, one that he chose to undertake. And to cut a very long story short, they ended up marrying and were together until she died in 1989. And he treated all of us as his own family. There was never any distinction between blood family versus step family by either of them. And I don't think I really even knew that he was my step-grandfather, not my actual grandfather, until I was maybe seven or eight. To me, he was just my pop. Their story always reminds me that hope springs out of the unlikeliest of places, and often in the darkest of times, and that it is possible to go on even when your entire world has been turned upside down. Sure, things are never going to be the same as they were. And if it's an example like this, where you've lost someone dear to you, it's heart-wrenching. But it's also joyful, because to feel that strongly, to love that strongly, is part of the human experience. And hope can spring from the darkest of places. So, take some time to talk to older people and find out about their experiences. That can help you to put things into perspective. It can also help you to be inspired. Another thing that can do that for you is volunteering. I talked about this in episode 15, Loneliness, and I did that for a good reason, because volunteering your time and helping others can help to put things into perspective for you, especially when you help other people who might be worse off than you. Another piece of advice from a a very broad perspective, and it kind of goes back to mindset that I was talking about before, it's consciously choosing what you put into your mind and soul. Aside from the obvious advice about healthy stuff going into your body leads to healthy outcomes, funny that, think about what you're choosing to take on board. For example, if you sit and watch the 24-7 news channels, you're probably going to think the entire world is on fire at the moment. It's not. Yes, there are terrible things going on. However, there will always be challenging things happening, because that is part of life. Challenges take different shapes and forms. However, what they all have in common is that they present us with an opportunity to grow, to evolve. For example, the movement in the 19th and early 20th centuries to gain the right for women to vote took many, many decades to achieve its goals. But it did. And if you look at history, things have actually improved in a huge number of ways. There was a 2018 article on Vox.com, and I'll share the link to that in the transcript, and I'll also put it on Facebook. And it shows 23 different charts that demonstrate how much better the world is becoming. From the fall in extreme poverty and hunger, to the overall decline in child labour. From the continued rise in our average life expectancy, to the massive decline in child mortality rates. From increased literacy rates through greater participation in education, to huge increases in internet access rates, which makes our world more connected than ever before. Positive change doesn't just come overnight. It takes time and it takes every single one of us to contribute and to have hope that we can create a brighter future, word by word, deed by deed. And we can because we already have and it's only going to get better, even in spite of people who cling on to old ways and use their power to satisfy their own greed. If you focus on the negative, that is all you will see. So. Choose to focus more on the positive. There are a couple of great good news accounts that I follow on Instagram, like Good News Movement and Tanks Good News. I'll put the links in the transcript as usual. 
And it's really inspiring to see positive stories pop up in my feed every single day. So make the choice. Choose what you put into your mind and soul. What it all boils down to is this. Hope is a choice. And it is a choice that you make for your own benefit. Because nobody can make you feel more hopeful. It's up to each of us to find the strength from deep within to look for hope every single day, no matter how small or insignificant that hopeful thing might seem. Because the reality is that things can get better and they will get better. And if you're struggling to find and maintain hope, then know that there are so many good things in the world just waiting for you to find them. And failing that, There's always videos on the internets of kittens or puppies to tide you over in the meantime. So that's it for this week. To wrap up this episode, here are a few points to consider about hope. Number one, hope is the foundation of good mental health and well-being because it's what makes us want to keep on going. Number two, if you're feeling hopelessness or you're struggling to maintain hope, it doesn't mean that there isn't any hope. What it means is that you're struggling. So, talk to someone and do things every day, no matter how small, that serve to restore your sense of hopefulness. And number three, be conscious of what you put into your mind, body and soul, because that will have a direct impact on your mental health and your overall feelings of hopefulness. If you need to make changes in your life to improve your mental health, then make the changes. As always, I'm going to close out with a quote that I'd like to encourage you to reflect on and consider what it means to you. This week's quote is by writer Charles Sawyer, and it is, Of all the forces that make for a better world, none is so indispensable, none so powerful as hope. Without hope, we are only half alive. Let me repeat that. Of all the forces that make for a better world, None is so indispensable, none so powerful as hope. Without hope, we are only half alive. Alright, so to summarise, hope is what keeps us going and if you're struggling to find or maintain hope, then you owe it to yourself and the people who love you to do something to improve your situation. No circumstance is ever truly hopeless, even if it might feel it sometimes. And if you're finding it difficult to feel hopeful, then all you have to do is ask for help. Pick up the phone and talk to someone. Do it now, because the steps you take today will shape your tomorrow. Thanks for listening to this episode. I hope that it gave you some useful practical advice on the subject of hope and mental health. If you enjoyed it, please tell someone that you know about it, because word of mouth is a great way to help new people find the show. Next week's episode will be Burnout. I'll be talking about what burnout is, how to identify if you're burnt out or at risk of burning out, and what to do to address it. I hope you'll join me for that episode, which will be released, as always, on Monday morning Australian time. Every Friday, I send out the next issue of the Mental Health Talk newsletter, which is a weekly roundup of articles and resources that are focused on good mental health and well-being. You can find that and past episodes of Let's Talk About Mental Health at the website, which is letstalkaboutmentalhealth.com.au. That's letstalkaboutmentalhealth.com.au. And you can also sign up there to have new posts delivered directly to your inbox. You can also find Let's Talk About Mental Health on social media. 
I post additional content daily on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest at LTAMH Official. That's LTAMH Official. Just before I go, I've talked a fair bit lately about the importance of talking to someone. And if you are interested, I offer coaching services via video conference or if you're within Australia by phone call. Have a look at the coaching section of the website, letstalkaboutmentalhealth.com.au, if you're interested. Have an absolutely fantastic week. Look after yourself and make a conscious effort to put kindness out into the world because what you put out comes back to you. Take care and talk to you next time.